At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome into the pregame show on the Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon, live from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. My partner, James Salinas, is in Denver, Colorado, as we get you prepped for a full day of sports betting opportunities on this Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. Good morning to you, James. And I want to talk about the theme in the NBA playoffs on Saturday, favorites and the over. Every favorite wins and covers of the four games. Three of the four go over the total. How did you make out in any of those games? Uh, I'm not so sure the bookmakers did too well, but did you beat them up in any way? I didn't play any of the sides yesterday. I did play a couple of the totals, and in particular, played the Memphis and Utah total first half and game. And the 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 pace was there, the shooting was there, but ultimately both of those first half and game got a little dicey towards the end, but both of them were able to finally cover with just about a minute, minute and a half to go, especially the first half where the pace of the play early, I think both teams, especially Memphis was a little tight. You can feel the young fellas there. Now the game at home, big game because you've won a game and split the series in Utah. And maybe there was a little higher expectation. We saw a little nerves early out of Memphis, but ultimately they settled in and started getting the ball to the basket like they normally do and Utah picked up right where they left off when Spider Mitchell was healthy and those guys were able to to shoot lights out for all four quarters was able to get there on both sides was looking pretty good if you were a Memphis Grizzlies backer late in the game and then the Jazz pulled away in just the final three or four minutes or so to get the win and the cover I would have split I kind of liked Washington and the Grizzlies but I also liked the Bucks and the Portland Trailblazers. I didn't end up playing anything, but uh, I didn't end up paying the juice either. Another four-pack of games today, James, and at the top of the hour, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, it'll be game four between the Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks, and Atlanta was the series favorite coming into this best of seven, and I really think they have clearly looked like the better team, James. Save for a Knicks rally late in the game in game two, I think Atlanta's really been in control here. They've shut down R.J. Barrett. They've shut down Julius Randle, and it's given the Hawks a 2-1 series lead. They're favored to make it a 3-1 series lead here today at home, laying four and a half points. Some shops have gone up to five. Your total is 209 and a half. 
Brady, to your point, shutting down, especially Randall, because Julius Randall was the focal point of the office all season long and played incredibly well for the Knicks. And I think the Knicks definitely overachieved from where we thought, or at least where I thought they would be coming into this season and how they finished out and, and gaining that number four seed in the Eastern Conference. But I feel like Julius Randall has really been pressing, and I think they've had a good game plan as far as the Hawks defending him. He likes to go to his right a lot and kind of pull up and fade away jumpers, and we're starting to see He's not really throwing his weight around in the post or in the paint, and his shots continue to get further and further away from the basket, and it's really reflected in his shooting percentage through the first three games, only shooting collectively 23% from the floor and taking a lot of three-pointers. And I know they, a lot of these guys now, these bigger guys, are starting to stretch it out and, and shoot the ball from three, but that's really not his strength at all. But the the fact that he continues to shoot six, seven attempts from outside just tells me now he's starting to get frustrated. He's settling for more jumpers than he really should be, but it's really a credit to the Hawks' defense on the interior, making life difficult for Julius Randle. I think the one the one adjustment that Thibodeau has made that we kind of projected to see coming game three was what was he going to do at the point guard position with Alfred Payton? Well, he is out of there, and it was Derrick Rose that started in game three at the point guard position, and he He's been the the most consistent player and kind of expected that veteran presence that looks pretty healthy so far, played very well this season, and he's played very well throughout the playoffs in these three games, but he's been carrying the load offensively, and that's where I'm looking at going today. I haven't made a play on this game. I don't suspect that I will, but I think with the insertion of Rose not only into the starting lineup, but he knows he's got to carry the load offensively for the New York Knicks today. His point total was sitting at 20 and a half. He's averaged 24 points through the first three games. I'm going to hit the over on his point total day for Derrick Rose. I think he continues to be able to, to get to the basket when he wants to, and he's going to facilitate the offense, and he knows he got he has to carry the load as far as scoring is concerned. Yeah, I keep waiting for Tom Thibodeau to make some adjustments and get Randall and Barrett more involved in the offense, and we've seen the player prop numbers that you reference escalate a little bit on these two guys, maybe expecting that that adjustment will come, but Nate McMillan for the Atlanta Hawks has been doing an outstanding standing job kind of rebutting all of the Knicks' efforts to uh, to change the tone of this series so far. It really has been an Atlanta tone. We'll see if uh, the New York Knicks can even things up today. Game four between the Suns and the Lakers. That'll tip at 12.30 Pacific, 3.30 Eastern in Los Angeles. And two stars ailing uh, for this contest, James. Anthony Davis has been downgraded to questionable with a knee strain for Los Angeles. And then, of course, you have Chris Paul for the Suns who continues to nurse a shoulder injury. Lakers leading the series here two games to one. They're favored at home by six and a half, 209 and a half for your total. Anthony Davis has basically said, I'm playing no matter what. I don't know if that's the case for Chris Paul. What do you think uh, is coming up here in a few hours, James? I think that's the bigger one is Chris Paul. We've seen it since game one when he got hurt midway through that game, in particular for game two, the follow-up game, and game three. Minutes were limited. Production was limited, and he really carries that team. We know he's the leader, and it was a great get for the Phoenix Suns to be able to acquire Chris Paul in the offseason. And definitely, I think that team overachieved. I think Coach Monty Williams has done a fantastic job bringing in Chris Paul and being able to have him coexist in the backcourt with Devin Booker and and it's really a young team. So in my mind, definitely overachieved of where they went all season long. But now with Chris Ball ailing the way that he is, suspect he'll get out there. He's definitely a gamer and he knows his team needs him. But it's one thing to be out there and have the heart on the floor, but you still have to have productivity. And there's a big difference between pain and injury. Chris Paul can deal with pain, but when you're injured, it's going to be definitely impacting how he his productivity on the floor. And we've seen that the last two games. I don't think it gets any better for the Suns. It looked, especially in that second half against the Lakers on the defensive side, the Lakers started to get everything to the rim. They got whatever they wanted. They were able to get in transition, get a lot of easy baskets in that second half, and really just kind of saw the Suns uh, hanging their heads there, and I think they clearly know where their place is in this series. It is such an unfortunate situation because that game one with, with in Phoenix, and as, as as raucous as that crowd was, the energy, the Suns really fed off that crowd and winning game one, but with the injury to Chris Paul, I think it's there's only one play for me here, and it's the L.A. Lakers laying six and a half. I think the other piece here, too, is Anthony Davis. You mentioned that 
whether he plays or not, I suspect he's going to play. Like you said, he's not going to keep him out. How effective will he be? How is he going to be the focal point? I think for LeBron James, he's been a little passive these first three games, more deferring, looking for his teammates, letting Anthony Davis go off in game three. Is this the game where I think LeBron having a couple days off, they haven't played since Thursday, Brady. I think maybe this is the game where LeBron puts it on his shoulders as far as the scoring load is concerned. His point total is sitting at 24 and a half, juice to the under. I may be looking at that play too, looking at his point total over today. I think LeBron James assumes the role, knows they can cement this series up three to one, and he'll put it on his shoulders to not only carry this team to win, cover that number at six and a half, but probably maintain the scoring load for the Los Angeles Lakers. Team yeah, this well. is the step on the neck game for the Los Angeles Lakers as the Suns are trying to hang on to their playoff lives and even this series at two games apiece, as are the Boston Celtics. The Nets and the Celtics will square off game four of their series will tip at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, and Brooklyn leads this series two games to one. It really looked like this series was headed for a sweep, but the Celtics took their first game at home on Friday behind the 50-point performance of Jason Tatum. They try to even the series this afternoon as seven-and-a-half-point underdogs, 229 for your total, James. Do the Nets bounce back here and assume that role of the bully in this series, or do the Celtics have a fighting chance? It's all on Jason Tatum to have to carry the load, and that's what he did in Game 3, pouring in 50 points. But is he going to be able to sustain that, and how much energy does it take to have to do that on the offensive end? He's fully capable of having back-to-back nights like that, but I think it's, it's, a, tall, it's a tall ask for Jason Tatum to have to carry the load for, for this Boston team to win this game. I'm not going to play the number here, Brady. It's too big of a number for me to lay, I think, on the road for the Nets. But I think the Nets here, yeah, bounce back situation. Situation, especially you think about KD and the injuries to Boston. They're all they were all, they've been playing thin on the interior all season long. Robert Williams questionable with an ankle injury. And are you going to have Tristan Thompson? Is he going to defend Kevin Durant today? Because now Kevin Durant has looked very healthy the last few weeks since he's returned from his long hiatus with his hamstring injury. I think KD is the one that really goes off in this game. Had a huge game in Game Three, and but all the talk was about Jason Tatum, well, I just don't know who Boston is going to be able to run at KD to be able to stop him today. I was looking at his point prop total at 28.5. I think KD has a big game. I think the Nets collectively, offensively have a big game. I'm not going to lay the big point spread on the road with the Nets, but I think what I like here is the team total at at 119.5. It's just to the under here. I'm going to play that as the over. I think that's how I'm going to get involved with this game, Brady. I think the Nets are going to have too many scoring options, too many weapons for Boston to be able to keep up with collectively and I think KD has a huge game tonight all right finally it is the Clippers in Dallas to take on the Dallas Mavericks game four of their series 6 30 Pacific 9 30 p.m. Eastern for the tip and of course Mavericks star Luka Doncic is nursing a strain in his neck he's really carried this club to a 2-1 series lead and he's averaging nearly a triple double including 38 points per game in this playoff series listed as questionable for his team today as they come into this contest for the fourth straight time as an underdog James they're catching three points here this evening at home total of 221 huge. Thinking about Doncic, he's been tremendous through the first three games, and and young fellow out there plays with a lot of swag, plays with a lot of confidence. Now, yeah, questionable tonight. I he's he'll be out there to compete and play. Uh, those those neck stingers, those shoulder and neck stingers can be difficult. Plus, it's his right, it's his shooting side, it's his right side of his neck. So tough to have to fight through that. When we saw finally saw a Clippers team decide to uh, to to play some basketball, in particular their two stars with Kawhi Leonard and. Paul Paul George together, they pretty much got whatever they wanted going to the rim. They dominated points in the paint in that last contest, 46 to 24. I think really relegated for the Mavericks to continue to shoot from the outside. They live and die by those threes. And when Doncic is hot like he had been through the first three games, yeah, he could carry them for the first two. Uh, but I think that second 
half of that da- of that game three was really telling to me that the Clippers game game plan. Yeah, you can open up the three ball when you start to get points in the paint, and that's exactly what they did. I don't see why anything changes for the Clippers tonight. It will be continuing to attack, attack, attack uh, to the basket. I think the key for Dallas is not only with Doncic his health status, he'll be out there, but how effective will he be with that next stinger? The biggest piece to me is what are you going to see out of Porzingis? Really just playing soft and away from the basket. Talked about it after the game three, feeling like he needs to be more involved, more physical. You can say all that, but you still have to go out there and execute it and do that. He has opportunities to shoot over anybody out there on the floor inside the paint, but he chooses to step outside and be that stretch five. We'll see how involved he gets tonight offensively away from the three-point line. Does he have any kind of presence in the interior, in the paint, trying to utilize his size advantage against the Clippers? That that would be something I'll be looking to see in-game. I haven't played this game yet, Brady, but to me, the only way I can go right here is, is with the Clippers winning this game on the road in Dallas. I think this is the most interesting contest of the four. Uh, obviously, a big swing game uh, for either team here. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching this one. I have not gotten involved either with my wallet just yet, James. On the ice, it is round two of the national or of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs here, and they'll get underway this afternoon. Out of the Central Division, it'll be game one between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Carolina Hurricanes in Raleigh, North Carolina. This will go down at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern for the puck drop. couple of heavyweights here that'll battle each other in the best of seven. And the defending champion Lightning are favored for the series in the neighborhood of minus 135. Now, Carolina was slightly better than the Lightning during the regular season. Got them 4-3-1. and one. Today's contest in Raleigh is a pick Minus 110 either way, James, with a total of five and a half. I'm excited for this one, too. Two very good hockey games today. Absolutely. I think this entire series, not only game one today, but this is going to be such a battle all the way through. I think this series goes deep. I'm not going to get involved with this game today. I think that looking at the Hurricanes, I think what we're – Having home ice advantage may be one thing, but the Lightning were on the road in the first series against Florida. That didn't really have any impact. I just It's hard for me to get in front of a team where the Lightning are starting to get healthy too, starting to get some players that had been banged up for a while uh, back out on the ice and finding them, finding their competitive ice legs out there on the, uh, on the ice. And I think here with the Lightning, where I've, get, where I've gotten involved a couple different ways. I've looked at the Lightning uh, to win this series in six games, close it out at home, plus 450. And also looking at them plus 500 if it goes seven games. So I'm going to get involved there with the Lightning. I think they win the series, but laying a dollar 30 here, I'm looking for what this series stretching out here. I think it'll be a competitive series. So I'm going to look for bigger prices to get involved with, as well as I can kind of hedge that in a sense where I can go series games. How far will they go? I think it'll go at minimum six games. It's plus 200 for the series to go six games. And as far as going seven games, found a price where it goes over six and a half plus two and a quarter. So I think I'm going to probably, in a sense, look to say, I think this game goes, this series goes beyond five games. And even if I can't get a winner with the Lightning, if it is Carolina that closes it out in either six or seven games, I've kind of got a hedge spot with those plus prices on the series to go six and seven games. So that's where I'm going to get involved with this series. Now, I think we know the Lightning is a better team than the Nashville Predators, but the Predators were really able to clog up that neutral zone and interrupt that flow on offense that Carolina is so good at. I wonder if that's going to be true with Tampa Bay because they're a fast team, just like Carolina, very similar on offense where they skate and move and flow on offense. And I wonder if they'll be able to clog up the middle as well as the Nashville Predators did to kind of slow down this Hurricanes team. Getting excited for this one to start. It ought to be a good one. I'm with you. Probably six or seven games here, James. And I'm on the Carolina side with a futures ticket uh, for them to hoist the cup. We'll see. We'll come back and we'll talk about your Colorado Avalanche on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the pregame show on the Sports Betting Network. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you on a Sunday morning. And we want to finish up the hockey card for your Sunday. It'll go this evening, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern for game one between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. I'm kind of disappointed this isn't the matchup to send either team to the cup finals. But uh, nonetheless, it should be a great one considered by many as maybe the best two teams in hockey throughout the regular season. Vegas and Colorado. Now the Avalanche edged the Golden Knights in the regular season series 4-3 and 1. And they're sizable favorites in this best of seven, James. Colorado series price is in the neighborhood of minus 185, as high as minus 200 at some shops. Now, for tonight's game, similar pricing for game one. Avalanche laying about minus 180 on the money line, minus 175 here at the South Point. The total across the board is five and a half. Same thing out here, Brady, as far as the total is concerned. It is juiced to the under at 20 cents. I do see some 185s out here in, in favor of the Avalanche. I think game one, here, here's there's so many different ways to look at this at this matchup. You think about the Knights, we're able to close out a grind of a series against the Minnesota Wild two nights ago, winning that game seven right there in your place in Las Vegas. Uh, but really a tough, tough series all the way through. And now 48 hours, less than 48 hours later, in a sense, having to come here to Colorado, come play in the elevation, and now play a Colorado Avalanche team that's been kicking and resting here for the last week. So they haven't played since they closed out and swept the Blues since last Sunday. So is it rest? Is it rust? I'm not sure if that really matters to me. I don't really know where to go with this series, Brady, because these teams are so good. It's hard to, to I want to, I would look at the Knights as far as the plus price here, but I think I'll find a better plus price in a sense without having to try to figure out who's going to 
to win this series because to me it's really a coin flip. Now the value would be if you feel like it's a coin flip and I do, then the value would be on the Knights plus the number. Plus they have 150, 155 out here as far as the series price is concerned. But I'm going to go this route. I'm going to play this. I think this is going to be a long series too. I can't see this stopping in five games. I think both teams are capable of taking this to game seven. So looking here, series price, will the series go six games plus 210? It's also seven games plus 210, but was able to shop around and find a series. Will it go over six and a half games plus two and a quarter? So obviously a little bit, you get 15 more cents juice to your side. You go that route. That's where I'm going to go here, Brady, and then kind of just see if I can find spots to play the total or a side as the series progresses. That's where I'm going here. Series six games plus 210 and over six and a half games, which is a sense going seven games, obviously, plus two and a quarter. I think I'm with you, James. I feel like this is uh, much more of a coin flip than the odds would indicate for this series price. I do lean with Colorado. I think they will probably win it in six or seven. Um, but you're, you're right. From a value standpoint, I don't think the Knights should be plus 155, plus 160. But I can't bet it because <laughs> I just think Colorado is going to find a way to win and advance. We will see. Looking forward to it. How about the greatest spectacle in racing? It'll begin less than a half an hour from now. It's the Indianapolis 500 at the Brickyard in Indianapolis, Indiana. Our own Wes Reynolds is in attendance, and he wrote up a great article at vsin.com. Check it out if you want to make a quick bet on the big race. 135,000 fans are expected to be on hand, James. That's only 40% capacity, yet it is still the heaviest attended sporting event since the beginning of of the pandemic. Now, Scott Dixon is your favorite to win the race at plus 350. The 40-year-old Dixon, he, he uh, won the Indianapolis 500 back in 2008. He's also got three second-place finishes to his credit. Colton Herta is the second choice at 7-1. to one. Pato Award at plus 850. Did you do anything with the Indianapolis 500 at all, James? I did not, Brady, but if I was going to do it, I'd have to go with Dixon. It sounds, it's chalky, we know that, but it's at plus 350. You're still getting a plus price, so in that sense, not so much chalk. As far as looking at, at what's happened in the past, the last three winners have come from the front row, and that's exactly where Dixon sits in the pole position. He's been there before, 2008, when he won it. There's a number of other former winners and champions in this field as well. There's eight of them, but they're really, collectively, they average a starting position of 14 so kind of far further back so if you're just looking at trends for the race as well as the 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 cars that have won the race it's been honda that's been pretty dominant that's exactly what dixon drives so i would lean towards the experience because the other two drivers that are sitting there in front row are both 20 and 21 very talented drivers but very young and and experienced as well i would lean towards dixon as far as the experience and getting his second indianapolis championship I like the guy at 25 to 1, James, Will Power. Uh, something jumps out of me about his inner strength. <laughs> Love it. There we go. Will Power. Right, 25, 25 to 1. To well, one. we can find something down. 25 to 1. Hey, Will Power, Max Power, let's go for it. 25 to 1, I like it. But as far as the experience, I love Dixon. I'm going to go with him. He'll be the two time champ. All right, golf update coming back on the pregame show. NHL and NBA playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find betting edges. VEASAN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops in sight. Our experts and the entire VEASAN team give you all the tools you need to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game up at VEASAN.com. Our daily members-only best bet emails as well. Now's the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial at vsin.com slash subscribe the charles schwab challenge at colonial country clubs jordan spieth is your leader he enters today's final round as your 54 hole leader he is at 15 under par one shot ahead of jason kokrak spieth uh, spieth was the pre-tournament favorite at 10 to 1 and now james you got to spend a dollar 40 minus 240 to win this thing today and capture his second title of his career at colonial also a former colonial winner at five shots back 10 under 
under par. Entering today is Sergio Garcia, and it'll be the second straight day that Kokrak and Spieth are in the final pairing. They will be getting underway uh, about an hour from now. They will tee off uh, some of the uh, early movers, some scoring going on. Colin Morikawa eagled the very first hole to get to five under par, but really, if you look at this leaderboard, James, it's kind of uh, Jordan Spieth and Jason Kokrak and everybody else. Sergio Garcia, your next closest competitor there uh, at 10 under par. So a five-shot margin there between Sergio and your leader. We were looking at this price yesterday on Saturday. Jordan Spieth was through about five holes, and he was already like minus 145 on Saturday to win this thing, uh, James. But maybe that was prophetic. He's now minus 240, and he looks well on his way. The Texan uh, certainly is the favorite here with good reason playing in his backyard. I'm looking at the numbers right now, and here in Colorado, I can get a speed that laying two and a quarter, and Kokrak sitting plus two and a quarter, and then Garcia way down the line at plus twenty-two hundred. I don't have, I'm not, I don't have a position anywhere in here. If I was going to get involved, do you have any recommendations about trying to find? If, would you try to get involved with maybe Kokrak here plus two twenty-five? Yeah. Or is it clearly just Jordan Spieth sitting at two and a quarter as the favorite to to take this down? I, I'm not going to go any direction with this. Our guest on. On long shots this week, Paul Stone, he landed on Jordan Spieth, gave that one out on our program, and both Wes Reynolds and Matt Humans are on Jason Kokrak. So maybe we'll get a winner somewhere in the mix here out of the long shots crew. Uh, but I could only bet on Kokrak if I was going to do anything. I mean, he's only one shot back, and you're getting, you know, two and a quarter plus 250 somewhere in that neighborhood. I think that's pretty decent value. Now, as I explained, Jordan Spieth is the favorite for good reason. Uh, certainly one of the hottest players in the world right now. He, he really owns this course. Even when he was at the worst of his game during the restart last year, he still finished top 10 at this track. So he knows this place like the back of his hand. But if I had to make a bet, I'd be looking at uh, 225 or 250 on Jason Kokrak. We will see. They will tee off in about an hour and a half or a little less than an hour and a half from now. Uh, James, let's look at some of these series prices, both in the NHL and the NBA. And I want to start with the NHL, the Bruins and the Islanders. Of course, they had game one on Saturday night. The Bruins won that, I believe, five to two was the final. Uh, got an empty net or two there at the end, did the Bs. Uh, and their series price has now been adjusted. They were about minus 225 before game one. Now minus 450 favorites. The take back on the Islanders is plus 335. And I've seen as high as $4 on the Islanders. And I told you on this program yesterday, I was going to kind of look at whoever won game one. And I might go the other direction as far as an adjusted series price. I did that. I was able to get plus 425 on the Islanders at Circa. I don't know if they're going to win this thing, but I think this could go six or seven games, and I give myself a pretty decent shot at better than four to one. Brady, I hope it goes six or seven games because that's where I'm at. That's what I bet prior to the series. I did kind of the same thing we talked about with the Avalanche. felt like the Bruins were the better side. I uh, wasn't going to lay that big series price yesterday when it closed out here. It was two and a quarter, so I wasn't going to lay that for them to win this series. With with the Islanders, I think this is going to be a, a, not only with Barry Trotz's team and we know how how they like to to muck it up in a sense, clog that middle and, and inside their own blue line. I think here, the other part that we've the, the talking about there at Nassau Coliseum, it sounds like it's it's going to be close to 100% capacity. It felt like that in the last series, even though they were limited as far as capacity goes. That's a place that gets rocking. So, it's yeah, Boston dominated that game yesterday, but I don't think that's going to be indicative of where this series ends up. So I did the same thing here for this game, for this series to go six games. So I'm sitting at plus 210 for it to go six games and plus 250 for it to go seven games. That's what I'm hoping for. I couldn't get there. I was leaning towards the Bruins to, to take them for the the prices, but I didn't bet it. It's still sitting at the same thing at six and seven games. Really, maybe it's a little better on the seven-game piece. I don't think I'm going to go that route. Maybe get involved later, but I'm just going to stand pat where I'm at for this series to go beyond five games. How about over in the NBA, and you look at the Knicks and the Hawks series. Of course, the Hawks up two games to one, and we've talked about how they've really dominated. Uh, even though they did drop one game, it was really a push by the Knicks uh, towards the end in the fourth quarter there that got them home. Uh, but the Hawks at minus 300 to win this series, that actually seems pretty affordable to me, James, if you believe that this team really has dominated this series and should go on to win. Now, prior to this series starting, you could have gotten minus 120, but I, I don't think that's outlandish to lay three dollars. 
I think the way that I would go, I, I think the Hawks win the series too. There's just so many more scoring options. I think they had seven game, seven guys in double figures in game three, and the, the eighth one was had nine points. I think it was Lou Williams that had nine and missed a couple free throws. So they could have had eight guys that can space the floor. Their bigs can score and get to the basket. I, I think we've seen Hunter now finally back healthy. DeAndre Hunter, best on-ball defender in his length on defense, but also offensively can shoot it and get it to the rim. So having him back from his midseason knee surgery really was a big boost and I don't think the Knicks can stay in front of Trey Young and they've done a really poor job of defending the ball screen uh, I think finding a better value here if the Hawks win today now they have command in the series up three to one but do I feel like I want to trust the Hawks to go into Madison Square Garden in an elimination game and go beat a Knicks team in on their home court in game five i'm looking at the hawks if i was going to bet this here and maybe i will and we've got a we've got about a half an hour before this game tips looking at the hawks to win in six games plus two and a quarter i think that's probably where i would go I've, i'm always looking more so for plus prices here brady and i think that's where i would go because i just can't see i don't see atlanta losing today and but i can't see them going on the road to madison square garden to close out a series i could see the knicks fighting to win that one and then atlanta goes home in game six to take down and close out the new york knicks for and move on to the second round i'd be looking at the hawks plus two and a quarter to win the series in six games yep no i i think that makes a lot of sense and that scenario is very conceivable they win today they lose the next one they come back home home and win again and close this thing out in six games. We'll touch on the NBA player props for the game coming up at the top of the hour. That will be those Atlanta Hawks and the New York Knicks down in the Big A. We'll also look at the series prices, continue the conversation there. A couple more interesting ones, the Nuggets and the Trailblazers, the Clippers and the Mavericks as well. Back on the pregame show in a minute. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome back to the pregame show on the Sports Betting Network. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. Checking the monitor here on the Golf Channel. Slugger White and Mark Russell. Uh, the guys you always see, they come in when there's a question about the rules or what have you in a PGA Tour golf tournament. Looks like they're holding a press conference here to announce their retirement. Uh, I guess both of them are retiring. And uh, over four decades of service, these guys on the PGA Tour. I know they're really well-respected rules officials. So hats off and a fine career to those two gentlemen. Uh, James, let's get into the player props here. We've got a game tipping off uh, just moments from now in Atlanta. Of course, the Atlanta Hawks and the New York Knicks. Game four of their series. Atlanta up two games to one. And the prop menu here, you've got points, assists, rebounds, and three-pointers made. And then, of course, every player just about in the field uh, with a number posted, and you can go under or over that total. Julius Randle, his point total at 22.5. Derek Rose at 20 and a half, RJ Barrett at 15 and a half, Trey Young for the Hawks, 24 and a half as far as points. And interesting, you talked about pushing Randall further back out to the perimeter and him chucking up those longer shots, not being able to get inside. A lot of these guys, as far as their three point number, is at one and a half. Randall up at two and a half. They expect him to continue to chuck it from downtown. And that should not be the game plan for him going in there. And, and he needs to throw his weight around and play through the post. And, and he, he has had the ability throughout the season. He has made some threes. But sometimes these bigger guys, uh, one of the things I start to see, not only with frustration, I think we're definitely seeing that out of Randall uh, Brady, is that he's shot 23% in this series. And I think he felt the pressure. Felt the pressure going in, especially the first two games at home. Hadn't played a playoff game in Madison Square Garden. Had the Knicks in quite a long time. A lot of hype about it. A lot of excitement in the city about it and basically full capacity at MSG and I think he kind of felt the pressure. He's still a young player and it's relatively a young team outside from Taj Gibson and 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 having Derrick Rose come over from Detroit. A couple holdovers from Thibodeau there in Chicago. I think Randall continues to struggle though because of the defense that's being applied and rotating different bigs and different bodies and I think Hunter's done a great job as well. We'll see if Randall gets his game, gets his mind right and tries what he can and if Thibodeau's able to 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 make some adjustments for him to get some better looks around the free throw line and in in the painted area here. I'm going to stay away from Randall's props right now. Young fella just struggling with confidence. The one player on the court for the Knicks, Brady, that is not struggling with confidence, that would be Derrick Rose. And he knows it. He's been he's a veteran. He's the lone veteran as far as scoring ability is concerned for the Knicks. He's taken, he's shouldered that load. He moved into the starting lineup in front of Ultra Payton on game three. He's taken 20 plus shots the last two games. I think that continues. His point total is sitting at 20 and a half. I think he's going to go get his today because he needs to go get his today and keep his team in it in a pivotal game in this game four matchup. I've been looking at Rose to go over 20 and a half points on his point total. It's it's laying a dollar fifteen. The other thing that I thought was kind of interesting too. Now Derek Rose is not a three-point shooter. Definitely not his his history to be a three-point shooter. He's shooting 50% right now from three. Went three of five in that game three matchup against the Hawks. It's sitting here at over one and a half plus 175 for him to make two three-pointers or more in the in this game four tonight. I don't know, plus 175, that's looking a little juicy here for somebody that we know is going to put up 20-plus shots tonight. James, you know, you talk about Julius Randle and that uh, shooting percentage in the neighborhood of 23%. I have the feeling that that is going to, you know, progress towards the mean. I, I don't think he can be held down that low continually over time. I'm not going to bet his player prop, but I would lean towards over 22 and a half points for him. And, and also RJ Barrett. If these players or if this team rather is going to get back in this series, and I agree with your Derek Rose number too, going over 20 and a half. I, I think those three guys are going to have to get at or over those point totals. Barrett at 15 and a half. Uh, when they won that game, I believe he finished with 17 or 19. Uh, Randall's going to have to probably get 23 or 24. And like you mentioned, Rose probably going to have to get 25, maybe even 30. Uh, and I think they have a good chance today. If they're not going to win the game, I, I think they're going to put up a, hef a heck of an effort. And I would probably lean towards going over those player props in this matchup. What about Trey Young uh, on the other side for the Atlanta Hawks at 24 and a half points? I mean, he, he's really been a Knicks killer in this series. Can they possibly find a way to contain him? Would you look towards under or over on his uh, point total? 
it's really, I guess, the game plan going in. What is the approach going to be? I think we saw that, and especially game one, well, both games in Madison Square Garden for that matter. I mean, he was the ball screen defense for the Knicks, they, that, especially game one. I mean, Trey Young was able to get into the paint, a lot of teardrops, a lot of floaters, but open, uncontested floaters right inside the middle of the paint. Then they, I think they started to close off some of those driving lanes in game three, did the Knicks defense to Trey Young. What does he do? He goes out and puts up 14 assists so share the ball share the wealth I think it's kind of it, it really is dictated to me what Trey Young does today with how do the Knicks defend him today because obviously with Trey Young he is the focal point of that offense to get things going but we saw that they had so many players that they share the wealth in double figures they can space the floor so many shooters I think as far as looking at Hunter another really athletic in a sense the the small forward but plays like a power forward in my mind but has the ability to shoot I think I'm not really sure where to go with Trey Young in this matchup because it's going to be really dictated by the Knicks defense and he has to be the focal point for the Knicks to be able to stop but does that mean that he's going to not share the basketball I think we saw that in game three that Trey Young is not afraid to trust his teammates I think that's key especially at home today in game four we saw it play out that way in game three uh, Trey Young had 21 points but he had 14 assists maybe that's something to look at too digging into the assist numbers for Trey Young because I think this kind of the same game plan for the Knicks will be cut off the driving lanes and make him defer and pass the basketball, but his teammates can fill it up as well. All right, Major League Baseball, your Sunday on the Diamonds gets underway here in about 15 minutes from now, and let's take a look at some of those early games. And we'll begin with the Brewers at the Nationals. Brandon Woodruff against Max Scherzer. Great pitching matchup here, James. Max has been on a nice run, but he did take the loss in a 2-1 loss earlier this week, his last start. Woodruff comes off a dominant performance over the San Diego Padres in his last start. And the Nationals are a slight favorite at home today. Looks like uh, Brewers have been taking a little bit of money here. Minus 112 on the Nationals on the money line with a total. How about this total? Six. It looks like a playoff game. Sure does. Yes, sitting here at six. And understandably so. These are two of the best pitchers in all of the bigs. But you're getting a, a small number. The number out here that I'm seeing pretty much across the board is $1.15 in favor of Scherzer and the Nationals. And you're getting that at Scherzer at home, such a short price. I get it. I mean, Woodruff on the other side has been sensational this year. But I think as far as the lineups are concerned with the Nationals team that at least will find their way on base, I just don't trust the Brewers' offense to to generate much against top-quality pitchers like Scherzer. And, and I like when we both teams are spectacular on the back end of their bullpen as well. I get it why it's six, Brady. I'm probably not going to get involved with this game, but if I was, I'd have to back Scherzer at such a short price laying 15 cents at home. I actually uh, was pretty brave and did go under the six runs. So uh, hope for a very low scoring affair there between the Nationals and the Brewers. The Marlins at the Red Sox. This will get underway at 10:10 Pacific, 1:10 p.m. Eastern. Sandy Alcantara against Eduardo Rodriguez, and Boston has won three in a row. The Miami Marlins have dropped three straight. Both of these pitchers have been pretty good. James, I actually took Miami in this game at plus 150. Now the price has changed. Uh, uh, some money coming in on Boston this morning, uh, but now they are down a little bit to a plus one, or excuse me, a minus one fifty favorite. Are the Red Sox seven for your total in this one? It's out here. It's 165 in favor of the Red Sox, getting back plus 140 with the Marlins. And and I see you were going with here. I was looking at this game again, kind of. I looked at the, I played the total yesterday under at eight, and it dropped to seven and a half. This was at seven and a half earlier. Now it's dropped to seven. It's juiced to the over, partially because I I do. I like I like the the pitching matchups here for both of these teams. But then the weather is also in question. We saw that play out yesterday. Ugly baseball weather in Boston. Wanting to get that game in because it is an interleague or interleague series here with the Marlins coming into the American League but I didn't get involved here because this is going to be another ugly weather game it's going to be windy it's going to be cold there's going to be rain throughout so but anytime I'm looking at betting these starting pitchers I don't want a game to start and then stop and have have any kind of delay where those starting pitchers get pulled depending on when they bring the game back may not happen they may start this game on time and it may not be an issue in this play through the rain but it the wind Chill is going to be in the 30s. It's just going to be a bad day for baseball, which is always good for the pitchers as opposed to the hitters. Yeah, I hear you. And I did play the under in this game, but you have to worry about that potential stoppage because of weather. And then 
it really fouls things up. We will see. The Yankees at the Tigers. This will be Michael King against Tariq Skubal. And King replaced Corey Kluber uh, the other night when Kluber had to be removed from the game with injury. And King will now get the start as Kluber will still be out for a few more weeks. And Detroit, they've taken two straight from the Yankees. They go for the sweep today as plus 160 underdogs on the money line, James. Nine is your total. I think with King coming in, it's going to be how many innings does he go? And he maybe three innings. Maybe does he go through the lineup one time and turn it over to the bullpen? Now the bullpen didn't have to. To they didn't use too much of the bullpen yesterday. Did the Yankees? They had used them quite a bit the last couple of days. Favor the Yankees bullpen by far over the over the Tigers bullpen here. I probably won't get involved with this game, but it's too big a price for me to lay on the road with the Yankees. But I think this is probably where they end that losing streak to the Tigers and salvage one of these games in this series, but it's too big a price for me to lay. James, real quick here before we get out of here, how about Sunday night baseball? We talked about the total between Woodruff versus Scherzer. Sunday night baseball, you've got Max Fried in the Atlanta Braves taking on Jacob deGrom in the Mets. Your total's five and a half. Looking at this number, and it's juiced to the under, Brady. It's looking. I, I actually for, played the, the under. I went there. It's juiced to the under at a dollar fifteen, and the first five innings is sitting at two and a half, juiced to a dollar twenty. The only thing that would concern me is Degrom coming off his injury, getting off the IL. He's got a pitch count here, only pitched five innings, but only pitched about seventy plus pitches in those five innings. His last start, not sure how long he's going to go. I can't imagine they're going to try to stretch him out over a hundred pitches. That'd be the only concern for me getting involved here. All right, my friend, you enjoy the rest of your Sunday and your Memorial Day Monday. Good being with you as always. Next up, it is James Salina sticking around for betting across America with Adam Candy. Stick with us all weekend long here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.